Welcome to Your Brain On by Salience Learning. I'm Karen Foster. And I'm Krista Gerhard. So Karen, I just want to pause for a second because we're using this word capabilities and I want to make sure we actually really understand what you mean by that. Um, because, you know, coming from my perspective and ha having been in this industry for a while, there's capabilities, there's competencies, there's skills, there's compliance elements. What do you mean when you say capability? Yeah, so that's a great question, Amy. And I think it means something to different people. They mean the same thing, but the level of depth in describing them right, can be different for an instructional designer like yourself or I, or a leader in commercial organizations or medical organizations, right? And so for the sake of applying to all of the population, let's go with the commercial leader or medical leader. Now, those instructional designers or learning strategists who listen here, this may be too generalized for them, right? Because it can get very uh, detailed and nuanced in, in peeling apart which piece is, is a capability or which piece is a skill or which piece is a competency. Because what we're basically talking about is very uh, broad concepts, but broad that apply in a variety of different situations in a variety of different roles in a variety of different industries, right? So all of this makes it very hard to, to standardize a definition. And in general, I don't think there really is standardized standardization of definitions across the profession of instructional designers or learning strategists or HR teams, and everybody has a definition that fits their needs, right? But if I think if we, we level up and we think of, you know, a commercial leader or a medical leader or a learning and development person and, and really kind of strip down to what, what is a, what is one thing versus the other? I think the, the first thing I would describe it as is anything on the job that involves a series of steps, right? So we'll talk about this thing A first, right? Is something that is very present needed, something, uh, a series of steps or an action that a, an individual in the role needs to execute pretty sequentially and, and pretty repeatedly. So these are typically those, those kind of scalable actions that can be repeated, right? As a packaged set of steps. So one of the things we use at Salience is the example of, you know, pretend you work in a factory and currently the factory is, um, you know, manufacturing pre-cut vegetables, right? So you know that you have to teach a, a scalable, repeatable action in cutting vegetables with a knife, right? So that the team that comes to your warehouse and starts working have to give them the, this, this set of actions, right? To cut vegetables with a knife, right? And that's, that could be different types of knives and maybe different types of vegetables, right? Maybe it's a, a chef's knife or maybe it's a paring knife, right? For, for smaller ones or, and I'm no chef by any stretch, but, but you get the idea of those series of actions of, you know, take the vegetable, put it on a stable surface, you know, hold the, the cutting, you know, the knife safely, you know, bend your fingers a certain way so you don't cut your finger like I did on Thanksgiving and slice, you know, the particular radish or carrot or cucumber, right? So you can see how that's like a series of defined executable steps, right? That sort of has an applicability within a certain window, right? Of different types of knives and different types of vegetables, right? So that is case A, that's, that's this thing called A, we're gonna call it A for the matter of time being. 
So now let's shift to B, right? So B is, say, for example, I'm, I'm running again the, the, the warehouse and I need individuals to come in and drive the business side of the warehouse and make numerous complex decisions and um, assess information from sales or marketing or pricing or HR, um, some, a evaluate a lot of information, right? around this particular business and make decisions very quickly and then test and, and refine those decisions throughout a process, right? That you can sense already doing that doesn't really have a series of defined steps. It, it seems to be more of a messy sort of process, right? Um, and, and so that's B. So we have the, 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 the cutting of vegetables, kind of the scalable, repeatable series of actions is A. And then B is really more about the very, you know, fast paced or and interchanging types of, of, of thinking or evaluating and deciding and problem solving situations. And that's B. So using those two examples, people typically call A a skill, right? So cutting a vegetable is a skill. And then what they call B can really be a bunch of different things. We've heard competencies, we've heard capabilities, we've heard qualities, we've heard components or characteristics, right? But I think what's more important of what we call these two things is to step back and think about, first of all, the value of these two things. Why are they valuable in the workforce, right? Well, why are they valuable? Let's think about that. So, so A, right, is typically been valuable for maybe an executable set of, of skills that are done, you know, over and over, which which may vary in, in, in context. Again, chef's knife, paring knife, yeah, maybe a radish versus a, a tomato, right? And those are kind of things like selling skills. I was a salesperson 20 years ago. We were taught a selling model, which was an executable set of steps that I could apply, whether I was talking to a psychiatrist or again, narrow transfer window, whether I was talking to an orthopedic surgeon or an ER physician, right? So skills, narrow transfer. Works when life is pretty consistent, when we keep doing the things over and over again. So skills, scalable. B is the idea of complex problem solving and decision-making and evaluating information. That happens when life is not consistent, right? Those Bs, those capabilities are get used when, you know, one day I'm, 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 I'm a particular, maybe I'm a representative or I'm a key account manager for a specific product. And then the next day they change my product portfolio. And now I'm, I'm selling a CAR T therapy. That's completely different, different users, different environment, different set of cross-functional stakeholders, right? So when change environments happen, you can notice how B becomes very valuable, whatever those are gonna be labeled, right? Competencies or capabilities, B becomes really valuable because for, especially to an organization that's valuing talent and especially to those of our listeners who want to make themselves more valuable in professional development, right? If I could say to an employer, hey, look, I'm very change enabled because I have critical thinking, strategic thinking skills, generating insights, evaluating information and decision making, right? Whatever environment you throw me in, I'm going to figure it out. That's really the, the new currency of, of employment, in my opinion, in this day and age, right? Now, those, those, it's not that his skills, you know, haven't gone to the wayside, right? We still 
have to cut vegetables, right? In, theoretically, or sell, you know, products or persuade in a, in a particular conversation style or use a coaching model that's also su- typically sequential. But at the same time, you can also see how B could really supercharge A. So if I'm able to really evaluate information fast, quick, effectively, and, and accurately, then I'm going to be able to coach somebody better. Yeah, no, actually, I think a couple of things really stood out to me in that explanation. Um, you know, when we, if you just pay attention to conversations in the media, around the workplace, around learning and development, and even outside of that, just in, in popular media itself, you hear signs and symptoms, I think, of what you're talking about. Things like resiliency, growth mindset, overwhelmed, information overload. And I think if I'm hearing you correctly, a capability differentiates itself from a skill and that it becomes a a set of abilities that are broadly translated no matter what circumstance you're delivered because you can't always predict how things are going to be presented to you in the workplace, including in your role and in life. So I think that's a really interesting differentiator. It's like a bedrock, right? And if you continue to practice them and you continue to to master just some simple basics around those, then you bring in the skill on top of that, which is the super charging that you're talking about. And I think that's really, really fascinating. I love it. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And the key part is that skills, you know, don't have this wide range or wide window in a changing, fast-paced, changing environment. So I'll go back to the, the the warehouse example. So imagine that I'm running a warehouse where I have 20 employees that I've taught how to cut vegetables. They're rocking and rolling. Everything is doing great. And then all of a sudden leadership comes down and says, guess what? We're going to go out of the vegetable business and we're going to start cutting trees with a chainsaw. So now my skill of cutting vegetables with a knife, does that transfer to cutting trees with a chainsaw. Now, I don't know about you, but I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable taking a group of people that were very solid and proficient at cutting vegetables with a knife to cutting trees with a chainsaw. There's some things that are similar, you know, hold it safely, you know, get people away from you and have you not. But this is the problem that happens. If you stay only with skills training, every time change happens, you have to re-skill that group of people. So you have to bring them in from the field, you have to take out time, you have to take them and show them how, hey, how you used to cut vegetables, a lot of that transfers to cutting trees with a chainsaw, but there's a lot of things we need to add on. So more training, more enabling, more empowering. Whereas if if you empower people with a set of capabilities, they should be able to almost do it themselves. It's less time out of the field. It's less time taken to completely retool your workforce if they have these foundational, like you said, capabilities. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Brain On. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Krista Gerhard. And I'm Karen Foster. And we'll see you next time.